Hi, and welcome to Standard Precautions and Beyond, Conversations in Infection Prevention and Control, a podcast from the Alabama Regional Center for Infection Prevention and Control Training and Technical Assistance Center, or ARC-IPC. My name is Elena Kidd, and I'm a program director at the University of Alabama at Birmingham's School of Public Health. Today, we welcome back Dr. Ziad Kazi, Professor of Emergency Medicine at Emory University and Secretary-Treasurer of the American College of Medical Toxicology to discuss the potential health hazards and safe use of a cleaning product we are all familiar with, bleach. So thank you for joining us again today. Thanks for having me again, Elena. So first, tell us about bleach. Most of us have probably used bleach in our homes at some point in time, but tell us a little bit more about bleach and how it's used to prevent or reduce infectious disease transmission. Well, yes, you're uh, correct. Bleach is commonly used. Uh, it's actually one of the most commonly used disinfectants, especially in childcare settings. It is, uh, the, the, the chemical name is sodium hypochlorite, if you're interested in the chemical name. And it basically uh, becomes hypochlorous acid. That is the one that act, uh, inactivates the virus or the bacteria when it's applied on the surface. Uh, bleach is also a bleaching agent. That's why we call it bleach and used in industry for textile as well as uh, papers, uh, but it's chlorine-based and it's going to uh, cause its effect rapidly and it's going to uh, serve us as a uh, low-level disinfectant and it's going to be really useful when we are dealing with bacteria as well as uh, non-enveloped viruses such as SARS-CoV-2. And during the past uh, year and a half of the pandemic, use of bleach and exposures to bleach reported to poison centers have markedly increased. Um, these exposures at times have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, serious, as we will discuss during this podcast. And so are there any health hazards in using bleach? Well, when used appropriately, the hazards are certainly, uh, you know, very, very limited. Uh, issue happens here when you are using it inappropriately. So let me give you a couple of examples just to illustrate. Uh, bleach is uh, commonly available in different environments, so people accidentally occasionally ingest it. You know, they're not supposed to ingest bleach. It's a disinfectant. It should not be applied to, uh, you know, living tissues like your intestinal tract or your, even your skin. But sometimes people end up drinking it because they store it inappropriately in a cup or a drinking water bottle or a soda bottle. Children, elderly, may fall victims of these inappropriate storages. Sometimes even, uh, uh, you know, uh, younger individuals may make a mistake and drink it. Rarely we see it ingested in a suicide attempt. And on these cases, when you have a suicide attempt or the exposure to a concentrated bleach solution that is usually used in industry, you can get severe toxicity. If you drink a large amount or concentrated amount, you can develop gastrointestinal burn. Occasionally, you have splashes in the eyes. Those can cause irritation to the eyes, burning, tearing, even more severe damage to the eye that requires its own emergency care with irrigation, eye examination and proper follow-up with ophthalmologists. The other really serious um, hazard with bleach is when people inadvertently mix bleach with something else. For some reason, some people think that mixing two chemicals together will give you a better effect on the organism, on the microbes. So they would uh, potentially mix bleach with ammonia. That will create a very toxic gas called chloramine. If you mix bleach with an acid, like phosphoric acid, like a toilet bowl, bowl cleaner, you may end up with chlorine gas. And we've all seen chlorine gas as a chemical warfare agent. So these are all serious consequences that we need to avoid. 
So yes, it can be dangerous in these uh, specific scenarios. Again, to summarize, concentrated products, inappropriate ingestions, eye exposures, and mixing. So what it sounds like, though, on a daily basis, as long as you safely use these and follow the appropriate measures, they are very low risk to your health. Yes and no. So, well, I'm going to say yes, but with a with a caveat. So let's talk about the caveat. So, of course, yeah, we're using them every day. They're deemed safe for us to use it every day in, in our home, at schools, but we need to use them properly. So when you think about this chemical, like I said, it's a disinfectant, not an antiseptic, so it should not be applied to intact skin. So therefore, are you using gloves when you're applying bleach? If you're not, it may affect your skin. Your skin is already being bombarded every day with water, sanitizers, soap. All the fatty layers are being removed and the skin is dry. You add to it an irritant chemical like bleach, you're going to add injury and irritation and cause more rashes and lesions on your hands. Take a look at your hands right now and see if you see any of those marks. Living through this pandemic, we've all suffered these in our hands. So that's one thing. You know, are you using gloves? What is the effect on your skin of using this multiple times a day? The second more important potential health effect is on your respiratory tract. So sodium hypochlorite or bleach will exacerbate asthma. People with asthma may notice that they're having more and more asthma attacks when they're using bleach on a regular basis or when bleach is used in their environment, especially when used inappropriately. So people that spray the bleach around or spray it in the air, potentially, uh, you know, exposing people that are in that space. Uh, there is some research that shows associations with the development of asthma. So someone who's not asthmatic, say, for example, starts working with bleach on a regular basis, develops asthma. This is some sort of issue that is more complex to assess, developing asthma from exposure to bleach. And you have to remember that the assessment of occupational asthma, whether uh, it is allergic or just irritant-induced asthma, non-allergic meaning, can be quite complex and require careful history by a occupational specialist or a medical toxicologist or a pulmonary specialist or internal medicine doctor. So it requires careful history and physical exam and some diagnostic tests. So um, that's an important concern with bleach, which is exacerbating asthma or maybe inducing asthma. And last but not least, people wonder, I'm using bleach so much, is this going to make me have a cancer in the long term? The good news is currently research does not show that bleach causes cancer in humans. There's no research in humans that show that. There's limited research in animals. The issue is, though, when you use bleach on a surface that is dirty, that has organic material, it can generate other byproducts like chloroform and carbon tetrachloride that are more likely to be carcinogens than bleach per se. So, yes, uh, it's important to remember to clean the surfaces before you apply bleach because of the concern of these byproduct formation that can have their own health effects. Now, last but not least, some pregnant women will wonder about the risks of using bleach on their fears. The good news is currently there's no data saying that bleach exposure during pregnancy will lead to congenital malformations. The studies are limited in animals and whatever studies we have in terms of association of bleach exposure, say in drinking water and pregnancy outcomes did not find any congenital malformations. So that's good. There's some evidence for preterm birth or smaller head circumference 
but those are again based on limited studies uh, that are conducted uh, you know epidemiologically in our communities but again uh, the best thing to do is use them properly uh, use them wisely ventilating the room when you use it do not spray it around apply it to a clean surface use gloves use a mask protective eyewear especially when you're using concentrated products and you actually just answered my next question um, about what people need to know to protect themselves when using bleach. So thank you. So what are some resources for people who want to learn more about this topic or kind of other topics associated with the safe use of chemicals? Well, you know, during this pandemic, we've really leveraged a lot of resources, made available a lot of resources for the public and healthcare professionals. Uh, this has been a multidisciplinary, multi-agency effort, starting with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, United States Food and Drug Administration, all of these agencies realize that with an increased demand, we'll need to have an increased supply of these chemicals, potential increased exposures and public health risk. So they've really ramped up the education material, the resources available. So I would direct you to the EPA website. I would direct you to the FDA website and the CDC website. Through subcontracts, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Pediatric Environmental Health Specialty Units have also developed numerous materials that are available that you can find and download for free in English and multiple languages about the use of disinfectants. And ourselves, through the American College of Medical Toxicology, ACMT, we have received a grant to develop additional material, fact sheets, FAQs, as well as webinar series that's available on our website at acmt.net on the safe disinfectant use that I invite you to look at uh, at your leisure and learn about the various aspects of uh, fighting this uh, virus with a variety of weapons and tools. Well, thank you. And we'll include links to those resources in the description of our podcast. And that is all the time we have for today. So we want to thank Dr. Kasi for being here to share this information about bleach. Thank you for having me. So he will be back for future podcasts to talk about other cleaning agents. So stay tuned. And until next time, thank you to our listeners, and please tune in for another episode of Standard Precautions and Beyond, Conversations in Infection Prevention and Control. 